coming up in this week's episode. So, you know, you get total polar opposites of the spectrum. You get mm-hmm. the, the microwave <laughs> that's going to grow legs and walk away versus <laughs> the people who actually clean. Welcome back to The Student Show, the podcast for students by students. I'm your host Holly and today we're going to chat about accommodation. In this episode I'm joined by Michael Jennings, a PhD researcher in digital signal processing. That was a mouthful wasn't it? <laughs> well Michael how are you? Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? I'm doing well thanks Holly. Uh, yeah so I'm, I'm Michael or, or MJ as we go by. Uh, I'm third year PhD in the School of Engineering in Jordanstown. Uh, working from home as everyone is at the minute. So six months ago. Yeah, it's taken its toll, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm on the dining room table. Um, there's people in a lot worse scenarios than I am. You know, we've got, there's like three of us living um, here mm-hmm. and we all work around the same dining room table. So we've all got each other to uh, procrastinate with. Yeah, we're not really working hard. Um, yeah. Well, that's never so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so bad. Try and be the keyword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you call the collective noun for a group of PhDs? It's procrastination of PhDs. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got anything, up to anything creative during lockdown? Anything you have any new skills? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I would make circuit boards. Um, my mm-hmm. undergrad was in electronic engineering, so I'd make a few kind of circuit boards, um, and I designed a little like enclosure. Uh, that it scrolls a display um, oh, and originally I made it just to if you walk past it it would insult the person that it walks past but you know I thought it'd be nice and, and it says happy birthday now <laughs> oh my word that's amazing mm-hmm. that's something I couldn't do like I'm just not electronically gifted like that if you want to say <laughs> I struggle with a zoom call I think that says it all um so now we're going to go into the two truths one lie segment so as many of you listening know this is when my co-host will think of two truths and one lie relating to the topic or their time at Ulster University so Michael since you've had a time to think about yours go ahead and let's hear them okay so um number one mm-hmm. I've lived outside the country mm-hmm. number two I got student of the year and number three, I run a business. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going with the first one's definitely true because I'm pretty sure you stayed outside the country because I'm nearly certain when we talked about it last week that you were on the, um, oh, it went blank, the scheme, what's it called? The, the scheme I can't go on because of COVID. <laughs> Erasmus. <laughs> Erasmus, that's the one. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's true. Then it comes down to the second two. Hmm. I, hmm. This is tough. I think the... Well, I mean, you're quite crafty with electronics, so I'm nearly thinking you could have a business with that. But then the second one, I... Hmm. feel like you're going to be smart enough to be student, like the best student. Was it the smartest? What award was it? Um, it was, oh, it's like, would I lie to you? Uh, Student of the Year Award in uh-huh. Ulster University. You said that very suspiciously, Michael. I do. I certainly believe that's a lie. Just the way you said that. 
Well, is it the I, lie? I'm a little bit insulted because that was actually true. Um. <laughs> you see, I didn't want to say it was a lie because I knew I would hurt your feelings. But at the same time, when you answered that there, you were fishing. We were trying to catch me out. That's it. I'm just double bluffing, you know. What can I say? <laughs> you should be an actor. That was believable. <laughs> uh, well, well, the lie... Um, the lie was, I don't run a business. Um, uh-huh. I'm not very good at, at business. So, If you were to run a business, what would be your business? Ooh, it's a good, good question. Um, I mean, it would be cool to make circuit boards, but, you know... J- that insult people. J- yeah. J- ch- ch- yeah, yeah, exactly. We could oh, call yeah. it insulting boards. <laughs> oh, yeah, or like um, slagging signs. Yeah, oh, uh, that, that's now. brilliant. No, no yeah. one take that. That's my copy. No one, if you're listening, you cannot take it. All right, that's just a... <laughs> This is going to be on like billboards around the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so as we know today, the topic is all about accommodation. Um, Michael, you've has been, you know, some of your student life in accommodation. So what would be your like tips for anyone who is looking at accommodation and just a wee bit maybe worried about moving in? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if COVID wasn't a thing, I would say if if you have the means to pay for it, go for it. Um, while you're in uni, really max out that student loan because you, you don't notice it coming out of your salary. At least some of my, my older friends say they don't notice it. Um, go for it because you'll always meet people that kind of push your comfort zone a little bit. Um, even if you don't get along with them, you know, there's still people that you might bump into, uh, in, you know, 10 years down the line sort of thing. Um, in covid I would say make sure make sure you actually need to get near your university or need to get out of the house. Um, there's a lot of people that can't work at home. Um, me being sort of half of one of them, if I was in my parents' house, I, I would get nothing done. Um, so really make sure that it, it's right for you. Uh, but if it is right for you, go for it. It's awesome. You'll, you'll never regret something like that. Yeah, it's time you'll... As you say, you'll never really get it back, essentially, like, and it can open up so many more doors. Um, obviously, some people do have, like, different, like, issues, would you call it, when moving into accommodation, especially, you know, like, private rent accommodation. Um, and it's just, like, it's just all about, you know, keeping an eye on your contracts, just looking at the the fitness standards of the accommodation, like, looking for damp, you know, anything that you can say at the end when you want to take back your deposit, um, that you have photographic evidence of it, just to you know that you don't get the deposit taken off you. The the photos, uh, I mean the photos are are the most important thing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I when I was in I was just Germany, about to say. yeah, when mm-hmm. when I was in Germany, I took photos of everything the second I, I came in, um, mm-hmm. took photos, and then at the end of my contract, they they tried to hit me with uh, like a forty euro bill or something for something that I, you know, something that was damaged. And I was able mm-hmm. to show that it was damaged when I moved in. Um, and uh, I think as well, you have to report that, that damage uh, when you move in. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that if you are listening to this and you are moving into you know, accommodation for the first time or whatever it may be, um, you do take that on board because you don't want to, in the day, you don't want to lose it in money when it's not even you causing the damage. That would be an awful dampener to your, like, when you're leaving the house. Um, but in terms of like, I can only imagine moving into accommodation because of those of you who don't know, I don't study student accommodation, as you can probably see from the background here. <laughs> um, 
So I'm always thinking, if I go on holiday, I forget a lot of things. You know, there's like little things that if you're just so used to have around your house, whether that be like, you know, like cotton pads to take my makeup off or, you know, hair bobbles, stuff like that. Is there anything that you moved into accommodation you thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot that? Or things you've like, that's so weird, but I should have bought that. Yeah, I've got a really good one. Um, when we moved in to Germany, we didn't realise that everything is closed on Sunday. There's nothing open whatsoever, like not even a shop, nothing. Um, so uh, one of the people in our, our group, one of the other students, they couldn't get out to buy loo paper. So mm-hmm. they were like stranded. Okay. They couldn't, they didn't know what to do. But but for me, um, Dishomatics, they're awesome. They're like these, uh, I, wish, I wish I had it, um, but it was like, it's a, something you wash your dishes with. But you put right. the the liquid soap into the top of it, and it kind of oh, dispenses yes. it. You know those things. Uh-huh. I think that's the best invention ever made. That's that's the next Nobel Prize for technology. Like I literally, I think I seen one of them earlier on on my Instagram or something. Was it? And I thought I seen something. Was it Miss Hinge? I think seen filling it up. And I thought, oh my goodness, what's she doing filling up this? But is that what it is? So it's like a little sponge that's connected to the handle, and you fill the handle up with fairy liquid or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. That's oh all it is. It's goodness. a sponge with a bunch of fairy liquid behind it. And you just pour in the, the fairy liquid. There you go. Washes your dishes. You don't that need is to, mind-blowing. Yeah, you don't need to suds up the sink. Yeah, and you wouldn't waste fairy liquid as much, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Unless you leave the, the top open. Yeah, one of, one of my housemates left the top open and there was just uh. this puddle of soap everywhere dripping down the, the counter and everything. I've actually heard some stories about very liquid ancient accommodation. Like, um, I know people put it in dishwashers. I've even heard people like have put excessive amounts of it on floors when mopping floors. Um, so I'm pretty sure very liquid has like a place in like student life within an accommodation. <laughs> like it's a prominent part of it. <laughs> um, have you had any moments? In your accommodation where you're like who you're living with has done something like and you just thought oh my goodness what am i living with uh yeah absolutely <laughs> um when i was uh, i have this thing about cleanliness uh I, I don't know what it is it's just if it's a kitchen the kitchen has to be clean right because you could mm-hmm. oh 100 um mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm justifying my insanity here but i think the kitchen should be spotless um so I was living with these guys in, in the Ulster accommodation here and they, they they frequently leave like a pot would boil over and they'd just walk away from it. You know, they wouldn't do anything about it. They wouldn't clean it. So I'd have to clean it um, you know, or I could complain about it, you know, depending on how I'm feeling that day. Uh, and so one day uh, they I saw them lift the dirty pot out of the sink and they, they like picked it up and they, they kind of looked at it sort of thing and went yeah it's okay put it on the the cooker and started cooking with it i was i had to leave the room that was absolutely stinking i don't uh, even know what was on it. it was sitting there for days oh that is gross see that's what gives me the we were talking about x last week that's what gives me the ick about living in student accommodation that just grosses me out um just the oh hygiene especially knowing that i presume obviously well obviously you share the same cutlery and plates and you share it all and that there especially when 
I know when you move into accommodation, like not everybody, you're not even necessarily on the same course, are you? So sometimes you might not speak to as many people in your flat wherever when you move in. And if you had one flatmate that was quiet and just didn't clean their dishes, that would <laughs> I'd be running away. <laughs> I'd be away home. <laughs> yeah, you do get some strange types. I mean, I present company included. You always get one clean freak. There's always the ghost. There's, there's so many different types. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard. Um, well, actually, that's one thing we're going to talk about because when settling into accommodation, it's it's all about meeting the people you live with and sometimes it's not always <laughs> the best experience. And some would say there is some disadvantages to it, but um, alongside some of the ones we received on Instagram about stories of these weird housemates, I actually found a few online. And I'm going to read some of them because I've chose the best ones here because honestly, when I read these, I was like, I don't know why. Like, these, does someone like stay in the zoo for a night or <laughs> some weird things go on? Anyway, so this person says, this is actually talking about cleaning. This is quite relevant here. It says, one of my housemates refused to clean anything ever. So on moving day, we asked if we could do his dishes before he left the house for good. A pretty small request, considering he'd refused to pitch in any pitch in with any cleaning when we opened his cupboard we discovered that he shoved all his dirty plates for the last week in there complete with food and an oppressive collection of maggots <laughs> mm. as soon as you said that it was all fun that was my first thought i was like could you imagine the mm. bugs on that isn't that gross it takes a while for maggots to form i know that's, that's lovely shoved in a cupboard Thanks. Mm. that's just but, why but, i couldn't share i mean you have to you have to think of what goes wrong with someone like that to make them do mm-hmm. that i mean it, we can always blame i mean you can blame the parents and all that but mm-hmm. like some some people really just don't have a clue how to take care of themselves and you think mm. i mean that that's a communal space right so you always try uh-huh. to you always try to impress the people that you're yeah. living with and say like you know i'm i'm a functioning person even though you're you're like me and you're insane about cleaning <laughs> but uh, i mean you have to think what's their room like you know did they oh, check their room you see i would imagine the rooms like if someone like that i would imagine they have probably like food in their bed or something that they're sort of creates me out like even if i was to eat like a packet of crisps in my bed like i'm next day i've got my little can you see it? No, you can't see it. My little like mini Hoover and like Hoover in the bed, just in case there's any crisps on my bed, because it just grosses me out the thought of it. Um, I mean, there's also really weird housemates. We've got this one saying, "I had one really weird lazy housemate who barely ever spoke to me." So basically, the ghost. And on one of the few occasions he did decide to grace me with his attention, it was to ask if he would take if I would take his stool sample to the doctor, seeing as I was going there anyway. Yep, this weird grubby guy barely knew asked if I would kindly transport his poo. Request denied. Sorry, mate. (laughs) I have no words. I would know. Oh my goodness. I didn't think if I would ask a family member to do that. Never mind someone I barely ever speak to in my accommodation. (laughs) It's so gross. Um, I mean, this person's missing a trick. They need to probably ask them if they're okay first. (laughs) You know. You're feeling all right. Something has to go wrong. Yeah, something has to go wrong to, to need to bring that to the hospital i guess have you got any weird ones any ghosts you were saying earlier about ghost flatmates have you got any stories about ghost flatmates i've heard about Um, phantom like diet coke stealers so i'm kind of clued in what they're like (laughs) yeah i've got to admit i was the ghost 
at, at mm-hmm. my first student house I was the mm-hmm. ghost I, I don't know I just wasn't very sociable at the time mm. still aren't really not really that sociable but you know I can, can at least try to hold a conversation um, mm-hmm. but I, I just didn't really interact with the people I was staying with and we just didn't really bond and so mm. I just stayed in my room you know go out to the shop make some food go back into my room you know there was no chat or anything so it was quite sad yeah but at least you didn't go around doing like taking their food or anything like I have heard people who like just that cooks would just go away from like disappear from the fridge food would go missing so that's what also yeah. gets me the fear because if I buy food like even if I buy food my like I buy like a chocolate bar and like my sister decides that she has the dacity to eat it I'm like Never mind living with people I barely even speak to and then eat my then eat my food. I'd be absolutely fuming. <laughs> there was, you know, there's a communal fridge in. Um, uh-huh. There was like this common room in Germany, and mm-hmm. it had a common fridge and like the one oven in the whole accommodation of like hundred different students. Um, and I've never seen something so disgusting in my life. But like inside the fridge, there was just forgotten food. No, there was no one to clean it. Uh, but I did see one person one day, like opening the fridge and put like lifting something out that they put in before, and and I was kind of looking at them like, what are you doing? You smell it. It smells disgusting. Why would you put your food in there? So yeah, crazy. So did they all share one oven? Was it? Uh, well, uh, the student accommodation in Germany was really basic. It was like you got yeah. your room, um, you got two hobs, and a fridge and a sink and a bathroom mm-hmm. and that's that's it you know there was no oven there was no microwave just two hobs and that's it and that was between two people um so you would have you know your, your own bedroom each and that was it the shared shared bathroom shared hob so if you want to cook like a pizza you'd have to go down to the common room and you'd always find the oven in whatever state the last person who made a pizza left it in um so i mean that was quite drastic but uh, I think the the student accommodation in Ulster, they have like five rooms. If if depending on where you are, if you're in like Dalriada in Jordanstown, they have five rooms and they all share a kitchen. It's the same in Coleraine as well. One of one of their accommodation blocks, um, and the, the shared kitchen has everything. You know, has everything you could need. So I think compared to Germany, we've got it pretty good for accommodation. I could only imagine that because we had a a microwave in our sixth form centre. And I very rarely used it, but there was a period, I think, and I was up at sixth, and it would bring in something to heat up, and oh, it's like I wanted to ante back my bowl when I took it out. Like, I, it was at the point where I didn't want to take the lid off the food that I was cooking because I didn't want the stuff that was stuck to the inside of the microwave to go on my food. Like, and there was sometimes no way around it, so. Oh my goodness! Like you know, there's certain food where you have to lift the lid off it to put it in the microwave. Oh my goodness, that grossed me out. Yeah. So I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and, and yet I went to my friend's house pre-lockdown. You know, he he's a student, and his house was absolutely spotless. Student house, it's the cleanest house I've ever seen. Never mind student house. You know, they all just pitch in. I think every, you know, Friday or something before they have their Friday drinks or something, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll all start cleaning. And then when they finish cleaning, oh, they'll crack a beer open. So, you know, you get total polar opposite to the spectrum. You get mm-hmm. the, the microwave <laughs> that's going to grow legs and walk away versus 
the people who actually clean. I know, the clean freaks. I would have to be in with the clean freaks. Like, there should be a society in university called, like, the clean freaks or something, because I would... <laughs> we could be in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, along with that, there's other disadvantages, such as, like, um, especially at the minute, students paying for accommodation that they are not necessarily staying in. Um, and even just the the fact that you're kind of sort like getting used to surviving on your own especially when you're a first year student and you sort of like the novelty of ordering all these like takeaways and going on these nights out and realizing that they actually all add up um did you ever or were you sort of you know trying to keep yourself controlled or did you I mean, at, at the, the start, start just eat was my friend um <laughs> you know you'd order flat out just eat uh, I, I started kind of tying in with um, one of your previous episodes on finance. Uh, I use this little app um, called Emma and you just, it's like a budgeting app. And I set my takeaway limit for the month. I say, I cannot spend any more than this amount of money a month on takeaways. Uh, and I find that if I put the money in that I was, spent, was spending on takeaways, like it's upwards of, you know, 150 quid a month on takeaways. And you may think that's a lot, but I mean, add it up, it's tw- it's what, a tenner for a takeaway. That's 15 takeaways in a, in a month. And some of the takeaways might be like on a night out or something. So you, you'll, or a restaurant, you know, you can go into a restaurant pre, pre-COVID. Um, so I, I decided to put all the money into like buying cutlery and, you know, essentials and mm-hmm. things to bake stuff with. Uh, and if you put all that money into the cutlery and stuff, you can make some pretty good food at home mm-hmm. uh, that's actually way more fun than ordering a takeaway and especially at the minute when you've nothing else to do like get like cooking things and baking things take your mind off things anyway give you something to do and it saves money at the same time and especially like when you can think about it you can make what you can buy in it like a takeaway as you're saying literally nowadays you go out there and you could buy a burger and chip and a like a can of coke or something that's like eight pound it's not, it's not cheap. Even McDonald's has become, like, except for the saver menu, like, their meals and all are, they're not cheap. It's just, they're convenient, but they're not, and they're not any better for you either. So, um, it's a bit of a sticky situation, I think. So, I know we talked about all of this one, just of living in accommodation. There is, a, obviously, many advantages too. Like, as you said earlier, meeting people, and if you have the money, just go ahead and do it. Um, as we're talking about, just the independence, learning to cook, like, some people need to learn to clean. Um, <laughs> even someone mentioned the fact that if you are seeing accommodation, you don't have to travel as much to university, to the campus, because you probably live near it. Um, I know with me, I have to obviously get either drive up or get the train or wherever it may be. So it sort of takes the stress of that away. Yeah, I mean, I live opposite the Jordanstown campus in a, in a private rental house. Um, and I mean, it's really convenient to, to get to uni. And the guys that are in... Dalriada and the courtyard, you know, those Jordanstown accommodations, they roll out of bed and they're in their class. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't so really handy. get better than that. Even the ones who live in Belfast who travel out to Jordanstown, you know, there's a mm-hmm. really large number of people that, that still live in Belfast. You know, the Unilink bus is really cheap. You know, it's a bus that shuttles between sort of Botanic and, and Queens and up to Jordanstown, and it runs till reasonably late. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's great that it's so convenient. Yeah, it's a lot more handy than you may think. Um, even we're talking about just meeting people. Has there been anyone that you've met and you thought, wow, if I didn't say in a competition, I would never have met you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's quite a few 
people that that I've like moved into accommodation with, and I'll keep I'll keep tabs with them. Um, but it's really it, I keep coming back to it. But it's when I went to to Germany, I met a bunch of people out there like also Erasmus students um, from all the way across the world. You know, there's a few uh, Portuguese, loads of Spanish, German, obviously Italian, Korean you know you name it um and uh, there's a lot of like accommodation schemes for example res life in in ulster university organizes these meetup type things well maybe not so much anymore but they organize these international um meetups where you can go in and you can go on trips to like giants causeway or rathen island oh, or something really? and you'll uh-huh. you'll always chat to people there and you'll always start you swap their, their number get their get their facebook details or something um and then you know, go on a road trip. Uh, one such example, I, I went to Dublin in like 2017 with one of the guys I, I met in, in Germany. He, he came over uh, and we went on a road trip around, around Ireland. Just why not, you know, you never know. That's fantastic. Um, especially if you are, <laughs> like you said, Michael, if you were the ghost in the accommodation, even if you do take advantage of them trips when everything is returning to normal, um, It'd be a great experience. And you can just, just, when you're there on your own, I'm sure there's plenty of other people there on their own too, just looking to meet new people. And there's even necessarily people who aren't speaking to anyone else um, in their accommodation. It's just people that just want to get out there and see more, like see more things and meet more people. Obviously, students in accommodation two years ago had a completely different experience to students in accommodation in 2020 and 2021. Um, basically, starting off with the fact that many students 2020 and 2021 are staying in accommodation that they're not even getting onto campus um to study so they're it's kind of a waste um sometimes you could look at it like that especially if you're saying you know if you weren't really um if you hadn't much in common with the people you were living with you could always feel very isolated and lonely couldn't you yeah absolutely especially if you're in um, an accommodation by yourself you know like a single person apartment um, or if you just don't get along with your other housemates, you know, there's people that live in maybe, you know, Coleraine McGee, those, those sort of accommodations where they don't really get along with the people they're talking with and they feel completely isolated from everyone else. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I really I really feel for them because I'm, I'm away from a, my parents at the minute. You know, I, I moved out here and I haven't been back really since. You know, I think I've visited once for Christmas during the... You know that window that we were allowed to actually see mm-hmm. people the greatest period the, yeah the outside world you know you could you could talk to people mm-hmm. um and since then there's like i haven't seen them uh, and I it know. is really tough especially with january you get the january blues uh, i didn't realize that was a thing that's that hit mm-hmm. me like a ton of bricks i didn't i know you, you know and i i think things are pretty good for me there's people you know I've, i live in a house with three other people um and we we get along fine so I think for, for those, for the people who are really struggling, they need to, um, there is a huge amount of money, extra money that was pumped into the, the student support fund. Um, and they have a team of people. I've actually met a few of them, um, a, a team of people that, that you can speak to in student support. And even if it's just a chat, you don't have to go thinking that you're, uh, the biggest issue is people think they're a problem or a burden, but they're absolutely mm-hmm. not. It, it's not like that at Definitely all. Definitely not. Uh, just you just go. You pick up the phone, have a chat with them, have a meeting with them, um, join 
a society, please join something like One World Society. Um, it, myself, I have to plug the Ulster Society of Student Engineers. You'll always chat with someone on your course, you know, even if you don't chat with your housemates as much. Um, so definitely recommend it. Yeah, even going back to what you were saying there about not seeing your family, I feel people are missing out on them big quick family moments and occasions and birthdays and celebrations and you almost feel that when you do come back like what have I missed <laughs> and it's weird I guess for some people I mean I'm very lucky that I have I am staying with my family at the minute but I could only imagine just it's like you see things on Facebook and it's like is that what's going on like you're it's, it is hard um and it's great that student support is there and if anyone listening is you know finding it difficult don't don't be like afraid and don't don't as you said don't feel like a burden to reach out because you're definitely not um and even I was talking to a few other students and they were saying that um their elderly like their grandparents etc they kind of feel a bit guilty that it's obviously not their fault they're following the restrictions but it's you feel guilty for not being around your family and your grandparents who are maybe living on their own and obviously it's it's this hard like everyone's sort of feeling like this you're choosing between keeping someone safe and then looking like speaking to them and making sure they're not lonely <laughs> but if you are struggling with like finance etc um the, there's the hardship funds and there's like t- technology funds as well to help you access you know online lectures but yeah even just the craziness of what students i mean we've seen some examples in manchester we've seen queen's university students having to isolate um hundreds of them I mean 1,700 in Manchester that is insane um I remember seeing was it on the news did you see the like signs and stuff they had out the windows that just yeah and they were barricaded in weren't they mm-hmm. they, they were told like fences put up and stuff it, it, well uh-huh. the good the good thing is if anyone's sitting in in Dalriada or any Ulster University halls they're not going to be barricaded in um by any chance and they've got um They've, they've got self-isolation packages, um, especially for new arrivals, you know, the, the internationals coming in um, who have to come for the course no matter what. Uh, and the ones who aren't going to be getting, um, you know, this this £500 grant, you know, the pe- people who need it most, most, they can get self-isolation packages and they'll like buy their shopping for them. Um, I don't know exactly what, what they get, but um, I know there's been so much planning going on. I was really lucky to sit in one of the recovery groups you know the the work groups that went on um, back in like august time and they were just that it was a group of like the executives who who were saying what they can do for the students it wasn't they weren't worrying about oh this might cost a lot of money they just went there's these students here who are are struggling like how can we help Mm -hmm. them Uh, so it was really Mm -hmm. good to see so i don't think we'll have manchester yeah i don't think we'll have a manchester scenario happening here well, now we've heard all about Michael's experiences with accommodation um, and my thoughts of what goes on in accommodation. <laughs> Let's talk about some of yours. Do you want me to start with one of mine I got? Yeah, go for it. So someone said that they went into their cupboard one time and they found rats eating their Weetabix and popcorn. Ooh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. How did they get into the cupboard? I I say always imagine mice to be the small ones and rats to be the big fat ones. So it blows my mind when they get into the cupboards. <laughs> yeah, I mean they can they've got pretty sharp teeth, so they can they can gnaw through quite a lot of the wood in the back, and then there's quite a lot of gap 
in the back of those cupboards. So, oh, is there? Yeah. So they they just go into the walls, into the drywalls, and, oh. and get in. I'd be away. What's one you got? Um. Well, uh, this is one from a friend, who, um, he sent in a story that I was actually there for, uh, and it was he. Uh, I'll tell the story from my point of view because I think it's good. Um, I was eating a kebab. We were really drunk one night eating a kebab um, uh, uh-huh. in his, his student house. He shared it with like mm-hmm. four other people. Um, and uh, he started arguing with one of his housemates. So you get that kind of like awkwardness where you're going, what should I do? Yeah. So that's what should I the, do? the reaction is just, just keep munching mm-hmm. your kebab, pretend nothing's happening, you know. Um, <laughs> look at your phone, look away. Friend. I'm a good friend. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll look at my phone and go, bystander. Um, <laughs> and, and so he went outside and the door closed and then he'd lost mm-hmm. his keys. So instead of, you know, knocking the door, uh, he decided to keep up the argument and he booted his door in. He kicked his door off his hinges. Uh, it was a pretty good kick. You know, it was, it was nice. You know, So, you know, at this point you have to put down the kebab and say, you know, what's happening. Um, so, yeah, big, big fight. His, his girlfriend left. Uh, went to her house and then he followed her in, in another taxi. All in all, the night cost him hundreds of pounds. Uh, so yeah, that's that's an un- unforgettable story, certainly from two points that's of view. That's crazy. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. I mean, did your kebab go cold? Oh no, definitely not. No, that, there's nothing stopping <laughs> that kebab going cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I feel bad for the poor door that got knocked it, but I mean, the kebabs, let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, it's Priorities. the strongest, strongest kick I've ever seen. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> like Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the police should hire this guy to put in the doors. You know, I, I think he'd do pretty good. <laughs> oh, dear. Someone else said, um, my flatmate answered the door to my mates in the nude once. <laughs> when you, That one friend that becomes too comfortable. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. What's one you got? Um... I went to my friend's house for a party and um, I woke up in I woke up in the spare room nobody knew I was there so no missed calls or anything nobody knew that they were there <laughs> nobody thought they went messing or anything to worry about them yeah I'm assuming they came down the next morning and they were like hello and everyone went oh what are you doing here <laughs> I know Oh, that's crazy. Um, I don't know how people do that. I'm just not even knowing someone else is in your house. Like, <laughs> what if there was someone like that wasn't your friend in your house and you didn't even know about it? Oh, dear. You're out of them. Alrighty. Um, so that's all from us this week. Thank you for joining me, Michael. It was fantastic hearing about all your experiences and your, um, yeah, we'll just leave it as experiences in a student accommodation, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Also, I can't mention our new, um, well, it's not so new anymore, I've been saying this for the past, but four episodes now, our Instagram page, which is the student show underscore, um, where you can get involved each episode and see behind the scenes footage. So next week we'll be discussing entertainment. So get involved with our Instagram by answering the polls and questions on our stories. I'll see you on then. In the meantime, take care. Bye.